0: Hey, guys, it's the Reasonable Girls podcast, and we're super excited today because we have Max Moscato joining us for Who Dis Saturday. Uh, He's an artist, and we're super excited to have you.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. This is great.
2: You have a great story, and we can't wait to hear everything on it. What genre of music do you think your music plays a part in? Sure.
1: uh, Yeah, so my genre of music uh, typically is rock, adult, contemporary, Um, that's kind of where i float around i'm not too big on indie um but i kind of branch in between like sometimes blues sometimes pop um so kind of like an eclectic taste
0: oh okay right i agree with that i've heard your song so i I definitely agree with
3: that tell us a little bit about your your theater um arts program you got going on and just like um you said your organization's um kind of this kind this project kind of branched off your organization
1: um So yeah, like, um, we started this organization, honestly, on accident. Um, In 2013, my autistic brother was shot by a drunk cop um, trying to defend a drug dealer. And it was this this crazy ordeal because we didn't really know what was going on with Sonny. He grew up in assisted living facilities. And we found out he was getting physically and mentally abused in there and forcibly drugged. Like we saw the videos of him getting pinned down and literally getting tranked. It was really messed up. And those facilities, they're not like they are today. Like, A lot of them, they've gotten so much better, right? But people like my brother, what happened to them got swept under the rug, right? Mm -hmm. And then after 18 years old, a lot of these organizations, they just say, hey, good luck. You know, we can't do anything else for you. So my brother became friends with the wrong kind of people. Um, He started committing crimes, selling drugs for these drug dealers. And then he unfortunately became an addict. And then the, the night when he was shot in 2013, he was trying to save a drug dealer and he got shot by a drunk cop. So that was one of the wake-up calls for us. I moved home. Um, I was pursuing med school. And um, I was ultimately going to drop out anyway because music has always been my true calling. But coming home to a story like that, I'm just like, okay, we got to get our things in order. And things didn't get in order. Like, Sonny got worse. He kept on committing the crimes and doing the drugs. And you think after you were shot, almost dead, uh, that would be a wake-up call. But there's the interesting thing with autism is like, you know, there's an argument there that I don't, I don't ever dive into. I'm just saying like, I'm not autistic. So I don't try to understand my brother and what he went through, but I'm just there to help him, you know? So, uh, anyway, um, in 2017 we, uh, had an album and we were going to release it, but Sonny was unfortunately in jail. So we turned that album release party actually into a fundraiser for autism. And we raised a lot of money. We couldn't believe the outpour of support. So we decided that instead of giving this money to other organizations, we're going to do something ourselves. Now, my father had been on boards for organizations for a long time and he kind of taught me the ins and outs on like what goes on in the nonprofit world. It's like, they have the liberties of moving money around um, without our say if we donate it, you know? So why not do our own thing? We're like, okay, that's cool. So we ended up just going back to our roots with like concerts and benefit concerts. So we had benefit concerts like crazy. And then four years later we have our rock autism program, which is a film music multimedia program where we teach the basic fundamentals of music production and Mm -hmm. film production, acting, screenwriting, and we also employ them at our benefit concerts on our film sets on our musical that we're going to be workshopping in 2024 and that's basically how we've become one of the pioneers for this in the entire entertainment industry and here in america we're one of the only organizations that actually do that and we didn't we didn't we never like this wasn't a grand plan you know Mm -hmm. it just kind of happened and we just kept on wherever the energy was pointing us we just went in that direction you know um, because it just I don't know, it's just like nonstop, like fireball. It just kept on going like crazy. More sponsors. And then we started getting national sponsors like Hard Rock Cafe, Taylor Guitars, Live nice, Nation. Nice. All these yeah. music people. It was it was great. Um, so then during that time though, I actually wasn't writing a lot of music. Um, I had to take a couple years off from my music career to make sure that this organization was where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And now that it is self-sustaining, uh i'm finally getting back to what i love which is music and my music career but i found a way to funnel it all together into this common goal of everybody benefiting from it so wherever i go rock autism comes with me we sell the merch we tell the story so when it comes to performing live um even though i wasn't writing music much during that time i was writing a story I ended up writing the Sunny Boy feature film, which is the story of two, what happened in 2013. So, I am on draft. I think 33 now, and I have been going back and forth with this in my mind, trying to make it better. We've we've brought on um, somebody to help us with it, who just you know doesn't he? The person doesn't get involved with the writing, but they read it, and mm-hmm. this person is very successful in the industry, and they read it, and they're just like, I like this. Expand on this. I don't think you need that. So it's just like, it's kind of like a ghostwriter without yeah. them actually writing, you know, right. guiding me to where they, they, they know the script can go.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, I've been doing that. Then I, uh, I ended up deci- turning the feature film also into a musical. And the reason I did that is because my manager and I, we were watching Hamilton for the first time and I was blown away. I've always loved musicals, but Hamilton just took it to another level for me. So I turned my feature film into a musical, um, not like Hamilton, but inspired by this is what, where a musical can go. You know, mm-hmm. catching the songs, always interacting with the music. And I know there are musicals out there, but Hamilton is the one that spoke to me the most. So... Um, we're workshopping that in the fall with our students. And we're going to probably do like one or two musical numbers from it. Like baby step into it because this is ultimately my my big baby. And there's a musical. There's so much goes into it. The choreography, the costumes, you know, the, the songs, the songs and the stories. You can do so much more in a musical that you can do for, with a feature film. Right. Yeah. So I am diving into the musical so much harder than i am with the feature film because the feature film you only get an hour and a half two hours to tell a story musical mm. you get three hours and you can fit so much many concepts inside of a song right
3: Yes. yes. Right. so um
1: so the way i found i found a way to funnel all of this into the music career by doing this so a couple of weeks ago we opened up for an artist called uh, uncle cracker in uh, virginia yeah right <laughs> And it was this yeah. place called uh, the Ho Theater, beautiful theater, about five, six hundred mm-hmm. people. And I met him, he's a cool guy. So we get out on we're about to walk out on stage, and my dad didn't know I was about to do this. And by the way, my dad is also my drummer. Um, cool. and as is Sonny, so, and I'll get to that in a second. They split the set. So, yeah, I
3: was wondering how they worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're a family band and everything. Um, so but they they both want to be drummers. And I'm like, somebody's gotta play bass, and neither and they're like, <laughs> and I, I'm like great like anyway um so I, I look at my dad i was just like follow my lead just let me do all the talking which is i normally do that anyway but i'm like just don't give me any looks like what the hell is going on like, <laughs> in the moment man so anyway i start off giving um the intro to the a song called the professor and uh i in that moment i introduced myself to the audience And I tell them the backstory of what I'm telling you guys, the whole story, rock autism. And then I say, I'm giving you guys the beta test of the musical in the form of songs. Mm -hmm. And right when I do that, so many people perk up. They're like, "Whoop!" because they're not used to that. And It's not like a musical has, you know, breakdown with dialogue and like Mm -hmm. underscores and everything. It's just a straight solid song with the concept. So what I do is before each song, I give them a 30 second to 60 second synopsis. Or like breakdown of where we are in the musical, who's in it, and what the song's about. And the first song that I start with is called The Professor. And I love this song because it's the first song that Sonny gets in the solo. Or it's the first solo song Sonny gets where we step into his mind. And we uh, we get a, a look on how he views the world and what he thinks about. And The reason I call it The Professor is because it stems from us having to do therapy growing. I distinctly remember... The moment when Sonny got so fed up with these doctors, he just started to mess with them. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen the movie Goodwill Hunting,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: picture yeah. that when he's constantly messing with the psychiatrist. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And so many of them just said, I'm not doing this, like, he's not working with me. Yeah. So I used to call him this mad professor because he's taking the professors to school. And yeah. So that's what the song's about. And-
3: deep that's deep yeah yeah
1: and I love it and it's got a great little like swingy fun song and it's it's creative for Sonny um, in in the song I actually say a lyric um, when Guardian Leviosa because we both love Harry Potter mm-hmm. and in that moment when he says that he does like a little flick and all the item on, all the items on the stage jump so uh-huh. it's like we get a taste of like he's imagining it yeah it's like we're
3: in his mind looking at the world through his eyes and listening to the world through his ears
1: yes and then all of a sudden all the items on stage start coming to life and he's controlling them like a wizard um it's it's really really fun and the takeaway of it is that he is completely aware of everything that he's doing but he's letting you think that he's an idiot or whatever Ah. you want to use for it yeah So that's um, the first song we start with. And then all the way through, I give him the I give him the the really good songs. Now, by the second last song, everybody knows our story, Sonny, my dad, myself, because we're all battling our journeys. I have my internal demons, our father. He's portrayed as a washed up rock star that can't move on. Right. And I'm dealing with my own issues. So what I do then, nobody knows that Sonny's there at the concert. And then I introduce him. I'm like, well, you, since you guys know the two of us, I think it's only fair that you get to know my brother, Sonny. Please welcome my brother, Sonny Moscato. Everybody loses it. They go crazy because they're like, I'm so connected to this story and this person. So then we play two songs. Sonny plays on Rebels, which is all about who we are. We're just rebels in general going against the grain. Mm-hmm. And a song called Colors, which is expressing your true colors and letting them fly. And that's ultimately what everybody wants in life, to just be who you are and not mm-hmm. be judged and mm-hmm. just accept it. So at the end of the show, <laughs> great, Sonny, um, even when he got on stage, he doesn't walk to the drums. He walks right to the center of the stage. He starts smiling. He takes cameras from people and he does selfies with them in the audience, and awesome. everybody's losing it. So, like you know, when you get done with a song or your your set, you're supposed to get off stage. Like, come right? On. He's
0: just yeah. He
1: doesn't do anything. He doesn't help break down. He's just talking to the audience and everything. And the crew members they're laughing so hard. And we're just like whatever. Let him do his thing. We'll get off stage, and we get off stage, and he's still there. So I have to come out and drag him off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like okay, Sonny, let's go.
1: Yeah. Curtains yeah. closed now. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I figured out how to funnel everything into everything I do constantly with music. That's
0: wonderful.
3: That is so talented because it is hard to figure out. Okay, you you got you got this concept. How do I? De- how do I convey these messages? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, and through music and musicals and um, theater arts, that's amazing. Like, and a lot of people can can really understand or process the concept through those types of avenues, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think that's amazing, good way to portray the message, good way to get people to understand autism and it's very mechanics of it, you know.
1: Well, the interesting thing is, is that it started with autism. And then once I started to dive into myself, writing this script has taught me a lot about myself. It is the best form of therapy I could have ever asked for. And I spent zero dollars on it. It's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I realized that for the longest time I was burying a lot of my own internal demons Um, One of which was my best friend, uh, Jordan. He's actually in the musical and the film. And he unfortunately committed suicide while he was on drugs.
2: And I buried that.
1: And up until now, um, I kind of had a breakdown like two months ago about it. And it inspired four new songs, a new direction with this musical and the feature film to heavily involve him. So everything that I personally want to get out there and convey and my philosophy is just all about mental health overall. It doesn't matter what you're diagnosed with or what you classify with or what addiction you have. Like every, we all got that one, that something that just brings us back to that dark place. And I have always been a, I just don't judge anybody for anything, you know, because I have no idea what's going on in your guy's mind, you know, and you have no idea what's going on in mine. And like, truly, it's none of my business. Right. But I I'm in a position where I get to express myself on stage and pour out everything. And the overwhelming support I get after I get done on stage is just the most heartfelt, genuine thank you I could ever ask for. And just ultimate understanding of who I am as a person, and my brother and my father. So overall, this whole process it's just made me such a better person, and confronting my demons has made me such a better writer. Um, so I, I'm truly, I'm truly happy and grateful for everything that I've endured and our family has over the last couple of years.
3: That's yeah, awesome, right? And that's very
2: that writing down your stuff does help. I've done. I've been through a lot of traumatic experiences and i have like this little binder that has paper in it and i've wrote out some of them and most people have out some of them i've turned in videos where i've talked about it but some i'd rather keep to myself so it does help therapeutically to write your stuff out yes Yeah. yeah and
1: it's tough too you know like it it's tough like accepting that this happened and that's the time that's what i went through because like half the time when i was writing i was so embarrassed that i was writing this stuff it like nobody's yeah. reading this but me right but i'm just like god like oh it's so embarrassing but it's okay you know because you went through it and you're a better person now um so writing it's one thing and then like if you ever got if you ever mustered up the courage to like show somebody what you wrote about yeah. That's, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. that's awesome that's
3: yeah. awesome And I think that's brave, you know, and it is also very selfless because you think of your story and you may, you know, I know you had mentioned like sometimes you felt embarrassed about, you know, sharing these things. But um, the the beautiful thing about sharing is that there's a lot of people out there, maybe not the same exact story as yours, but it has inspired them because maybe they had a similar situation or the level of intensity of struggle, and they needed someone to to be that's very charismatic, that's very down to earth to to relate to them, you mm-hmm. know. And especially, you know, in your sense, you're very high, um, you very uh, have a very big influence on the community, especially the, aut- uh, the autism community. And so, you know, having that makes you um you know people are more drawn to your story and maybe and it's it's helping them you know mm-hmm. it's like a form of therapy for them as well
1: yeah absolutely and one of the things that i've i am never oblivious to this when throughout are the years of this program when the parents come up to me mm-hmm. and they tell me how amazing it is right like I, I i hear the same thing every single time they all start with the same thing and i'm i love it like you're like a, the program's amazing you guys are so unique but then when i start to hear it how it's affecting not just the kids but it affects them mm-hmm. i truly resonate with the parents more than i do with the kids and you know i'm i somebody's gonna probably like cut that up and be like i hate the kids but um <laughs> like when i when i hear the parents they tell me their stories that's what I truly resonate with because my father, single father, I never knew my mother, and I've seen what my dad had to deal with, and just like the emotional turmoil, and just like the the, the how frustrating it is when you're on your own, and these organizations they drop off, they don't help you, hearing no, literally every single time you go and apply for a new uh, like grant or an application or a program or or assisted living facility, it's frustrating. I also. Every now and then I'll go down to the children's hospital and I'll play piano. I love to, I love playing piano and I love going down there. Um, Nobody, nobody really does it anymore. And anytime I go down there, the it's always the faculty, like the the nurses and doctors like, Oh, I needed to hear something good today. Um, (laughs) But um, they, uh, the, the people that work at the hospital, like the committee members and board members, they've asked me if I will go throughout the hospital and play for the kids. And I say, no, I'm like, but but they at first, they're like, what? And I'm like, hold on. You guys have enough musicians that go around and play for the kids. I am here to play for the parents. Because mm-hmm. nobody cares about the parents. Yeah. I've seen them come down so many times, bawling their eyes out. And I've seen people lose their child. And I, I, I know that music is the only universal language out there mm-hmm. that something will click with somebody and i can't tell you the amount of faces i've seen actually i can see this the relief just melt from their face when they actually hear something that makes them feel better There was another time we have we have the children's hospital but we also have the cancer institute right next door which is called roswell very very popular place in america for cancer and they have a piano down there too so i was playing this one time and there there is several tiers so i see above on like the third tier railing um just a flag so i could tell it's a guy in a wheelchair so and i can't see because the the blocking of the railing the way it is right so then i'm playing piano and then i just see the the top of the flag just like go by (laughs) 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 it was really funny so then he comes down the elevator and i'm like oh okay it's that guy he comes right up next to me doesn't say a word and he just looks at me and he just goes he just sits there, and I'm playing a song, and then I just saw like, I don't even. click it, it was a tear, but it wasn't. It's just like his eyes were watering, and yeah. he just turned to me, and he just goes, "I needed that," and he and he just strolled away, you know. And it's just like stuff like that. Um, I I found out that that guy he's been battling cancer for like three four years, oh, just wow. like a terrible terrible story. So whenever I get these parents, so to come full circle back to the rock autism with the parents and everything, whenever I hear their stories on how they actually, they struggled so long to find something for their kid. And now they find like they found a home with rock autism, mm-hmm. but that's one of the things that it's priceless. Like, it's just, yes. I just love it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Since some
2: of your songs have dealing with um, like Sonny's perspective, does he help you with lyrics? (laughs) No.
3: (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) You were like, come on, Sonny, give me something. (laughs) He's making me all the work.
1: (laughs) Okay. So this is funny. I'm I'm glad that you're bringing this up because um, it's a yes and no type of thing where I'll sing the song for him. And sometimes my (laughs) lyrics um they're they're kind of out there sometimes let's say and he's like he has no filter by the way he's like what the fuck (laughs) does that mean (laughs) (laughs) so i have to break it down for him and he's just like oh oh that's really cool yeah and but then and then a day later he'll be like hey i was thinking about that song what if you said this after that lyric because sometimes i just have unfinished songs Right. And he'll actually make he'll make a really, really good point. And I'm like, holy holy shit, dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so yes and no, he doesn't help me in the initial phase, but when I show <laughs> him songs, he's like, This is cool. And then additionally, he's written a ton of music. A ton oh, okay. of stuff, right. Awesome. When he was in jail, all he could do is write. He wrote yeah. so many stories and he wrote so many songs. So I actually took a couple of his songs like the concept of them there was one um about um about how he was so mad that he was in jail right and it's like um so one of the lines was like i was so mad i'll turn the tables right so i took that line and i said enraged i would turn the tables and then something else follows that i can't remember what it was but He's definitely inspired a lot of writing just from the things that he's told me and the things that I've read written.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, oh that's my wonderful. goodness! Yes. Inspiration's so, good. And it's good that you're able to um, help him pinpoint his feelings into, into lyrics, um, kind of interpret his mind and to put on paper so that yeah. you can, you know, create your music with it. Um, mm. Or, you, you know... And so I, I think that's also and that's a very hard job to do because as a mother raising uh, my autistic daughter she's 13, she'll be 14 next um, in December and I, I swear sometimes I'm like trying to figure out what she's talking about or trying mm-hmm. to help her trying to process her feelings while helping her process her feelings too and sometimes it can be very challenging like I'm, I'm better at it than a lot of the people that are in our life because I've literally been with her from the day she was conceived in my belly to now, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
3: but it, it is very difficult. So I, I, you know, I'm very inspired by that. And you know. yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and oftentimes it's, it's incredibly hard for, you know, my brother to pour, get his emotions out there. Like, what are you trying to say, man? And sometimes he actually can't. So we found that bridge, which is music to like, to get the emotions out and like, you know, although he doesn't help me write as many lyrics and stories, the music, phenomenal drummer him and Mm -hmm. i have written so many songs together right so we have that connection just like you and your daughter you know you guys have that connection that nobody else has um Mm -hmm. but it's it is it's sometimes it's very hard to try and find that bridge
0: Mm -hmm. well that's very awesome that you have inspired so much along your journey um not by choice I literally sound weird. Do I sound weird to you? You, you no, a little no. hoarse, but little you, well, I, he, I mean, for him, he
3: He doesn't know you like that to know how your voice. <laughs> is. You?
1: Your voice sounds great, like
0: Halsey. Okay, all right. Oh, look at you. <laughs> because, <laughs> okay, because I did not feel like I sounded okay. Um, <laughs> I I heard your uh, latest, uh, the single and or uh, your single "Toxic" and "Poison," and I wanted to know what the, the story behind that was and. Mm. All that good stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, toxic and poison. It's all about everybody's vices. We all have that thing that we just can't put down. I don't care what it is. If it's drugs, if it's food, if it's sex, you know, like if it's movies, whatever it is, I just put that into that song. And, but it's, but it's not like, the thing I really like to write about is, not like, that's bad. It's like, that's awesome that you have that. Right. But, keep control it don't let it control you you know what yeah. i mean yeah, like
3: it's moderation.
1: like I, i'm still I, i'm still kind of finding i'm i have a little trouble explaining exactly what i mean in that song to like without the lyrics but yeah. basically everything i write about is like accountability right so mm-hmm. like take accountability if you if you have an addiction you got it you know what i mean don't yeah. beat around the bush there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. We all have our vices. And that's what that song's about. But, like, embrace it. You know what I mean? Like, embrace it to make you stronger. And then every now and then, if you want to indulge,
0: mm-hmm.
3: go
1: at it. You know?
3: Yes, everything in good moderation. Point. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Because yeah, I think yeah. a lot
3: of people that struggle with addiction, the hardest part about it is um, the moderation. Well, of course. Level. And mm-hmm. then... The, the judgment that they receive because of their addiction, they don't receive a lot of positive encouragement like, hey, you know, you be you, but we mm-hmm. just want you to be safe and make sure you're accountable for it. You know, accountable, you like take, you know, own your own your, your issues, basically, you know, and always you, you got to, you know, own mm-hmm. who you are. And when you own who you are, you can take more control of it. Mm-hmm. you can take more control of yourself you know so yeah i definitely understand that
1: yeah and like people people can't control you they they can't be, beat you down if you take accountability and ownership of it like it makes you stronger ultimately at the end of the day and when you when you start to act like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: another thing that we've we've figured out is like while figuring out who we are and myself as an artist i used to struggle with trying to get people to work with me and musicians to work with me and then when I realized, like, why am I stry- trying so hard for something? Like, I love music so much. This is what I'm meant to do with my life. I love it. And why is it so hard? I, I'm f- I have to find these musicians and, like, beg them to play this show with me. And then I realized I'm not with my tribe. I'm not with the people that are meant to run with me. Like, like running with the wolves, it's one of my favorite sayings. Like, run with the wolves it means run with your pack. You know, mm-hmm. and ever since we, like, in the last couple of years, I made that decision. I'm like, we need to stop find, trying to get people to work with us, and let those people come to us. Because if we stand alone, if we stand out amongst the pack, like people are just going to run to us and want to run with us. And that's what we've been doing.
0: That's- All right. That sounds like a great plan to me. And it's kind of, it almost kind of
1: um. Uh, Answer
3: my, my question that I was going to ask you. So um, I don't want to ask that question. I don't want to assume that that's what you would say to your viewers, but that is a good message to give to your viewers. But, um, would that be a message that you would, you know, basically want to convey to the people that are watching this?
1: 100%. You know, I've had a lot of people come up to me, um, when they hear the story and the songs, and a couple of them actually recently um'm one of the one this one girl um when I opened for Uncle Cracker, she pulled me aside and one of the songs I have is specifically about um being embarrassed about your former self but mm-hmm. using that energy to create who I was always meant to be, right because you have to filter through the bullshit to find that gold and yeah. we've all we've all had that struggle um so she came up to me and she said, like I just that i haven't heard a song that hit me that like i got every single thing that you were saying like i feel like you wrote that song specifically for me and i I was just whoa i've never heard that one before so that was (laughs) um but definitely run with the wolves like you if you stand out amongst the crowd and just do your thing the right people are going to come to you and you're going to be much better off for it you're going to like mentally physically everything you're going to be happier and you're going to find like this is what you're meant to do and the people that love you will support you but they'll also level you up and challenge you to make yourself better and your career better like it takes a team effort in this industry for us to get to that next level but for it to work everybody has to be on the same page with like ultimately this is this is what we are who we are what we resonate with and what we want to do so run with the wolves that's what i say to people
3: love it love it love it sounds like a plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're we're this we're a three-pack wolf set right here we do pretty all right we run i dig it long i long like long.
1: i like what you guys are working with so what, did you say this was your second podcast
3: oh uh, this is um
0: this is this is we oof,
3: we've done so many podcasts um this is um what, what, what we said second
0: we're higher than that i think so what we are doing is we're putting um this is what we're doing with this whole ordeal is uh it's going to be called who dis saturdays yeah and it's where we find people with any type of talent and it doesn't happen be music um, um but i came across your stuff so i was like well
3: yeah we find um, interest and we feel like your story is extraordinary we want to yeah. get you in kind of pick your brain get to talk to you a little bit yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we call it who this, like who who that is, you know, yeah. like who this Saturday, uh, Saturdays and, oh, we yeah. interview, and then we
0: usually post on Saturdays. But then we have a normal podcast where we talk about and just kind of bullshit with each other <laughs> yeah, on Thursdays. We go down a lot of rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. OK.
1: All right. Yeah. OK. That's where I was confused. Sorry about that. Yeah. But I think this is great what you guys are doing. I wish you best success with it.
0: I yeah, probably. I hope we get successful with it. And honestly, we don't
3: get successful. the The biggest success I find is that people get to listen to stories like yours yeah. and be inspired. And so, you know, we're not out to become famous or make money. I mean, ultimately, that'd be nice. <laughs> but, uh, but our, our main nice. thing is to just share people's story, really get to introduce wonderful people like yourself mm-hmm. to the rest of the world. Yeah, you know,
1: that's awesome. Well, I mean. I love, I'm happy to be here and tell, tell my story. So thanks for listening.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Very much enjoyed. Do you have any upcoming tours that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, this summer we're just doing one-offs. Um, I ended up getting a lot of opening opportunities. Like Friday, I'm opening for a band called Big Wreck, really big in Canada. And since Buffalo is right there at the border, we're basically Canadian here in here in Buffalo. Now. <laughs> so like um, doing that, and then next week I'm in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, opening for Mark Broussard, who is like a big, you know, Mark Broussard? Oh no, I'm just saying I'm from Maryland. Like oh, whereabouts? Know.
3: Baltimore, Maryland, um, a little yeah. area, a subdivision called Brooklyn Park.
1: Yeah, I was born in Germantown, so I'm not. Oh,
3: yes, that. I know where that is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maryland. Woo.
3: Love Maryland. Yes. <laughs> home, of, home of the blue the blue crabs, right?
1: So have you ever heard of uh, Ram's Head Live?
3: Um, I think so,
1: yeah. Yeah, big music. So I'm playing that, um, which is really cool. And I, I, I actually hadn't been uh, back there since I was a kid. We recently just completed a tour with the Hard Rock Cafe. So we went all across the country with them in partnership nice. with 4Rock Autism, where we ended up raising a couple grand, which was awesome. Yeah. First time back in Baltimore, I was like, man, I haven't been back here since I was like three you know, oh my if,
3: goodness. I'm no, actually to go to Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland uh, next month because I'm excited. Cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I enjoyed being back down there. So um, any who I, I, we just got a bunch of one offs this summer. I'm doing something with uh, the All-American Rejects. I'm on one of their support acts, which is cool. <laughs> Love them. Yeah, it's so be fun. And then we're doing our uh, our big rock autism benefit up here in Buffalo in August. Yeah. And then I go back on tour in the fall um, going whoop, coast to coast.
0: Yeah, it's going to be busy, busy, right? Goodness. Yeah, yeah. When you do your uh, rock autism shows, do you do like a live or anything that people can watch or like a live link?
1: Yeah, we got to figure that out this year. A lot of people have been asking. Um, so I got to figure out how to actually make that happen instead of just like streaming it from a phone, which we could, you know. But um, if you guys got any suggestions, I'm willing to hear it.
3: Okay. let move cool. into it. We'll, we will keep, we will keep, uh, we'll do some research you, research for you and let you know I can't talk today. Okay.
0: <laughs> like, you,
3: that never happens to me. I'm using the talker in the group.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be super awesome if you could, people could, like, I don't know how you could do it per se, but people could donate online even as they're watching live. Yes, I oh, think yeah. that'd be good. Because
3: especially, because most of your concerts you see are benefit concerts, like, they help, uh, like, charity charitable.
1: They always go to rock autism. Sometimes we partner with a local organization too. And uh, we give them a portion. So it's cool. It's just a way to raise awareness and just partner with people because you never know who you're going to meet.
3: Yes. Um, It's funny because in my neighborhood, I live in a very small town, like a village almost. And we literally off the bat have three autistic kids that I know of. My daughter's one of them. She's the only female autistic child in our area that I know of and, you know, so I, you know, I, having been in, um, involved in the autism community, I realized that there's a lot of need for autistic support, especially to me in the central, um, the central America area, like, um, um, we would be called center, the Midwest. Yeah. We'd be considered the Midwest or central, um, Mm -hmm. United States and stuff like that. And That'd be real yeah. cool if you, you know, decide that you want to kind of do a, a show in the Illinois area.
1: <laughs> we oh, would, know, you yeah. would
3: not object.
1: You tell me what city you guys are in, and we'll try and make it happen. Um, yes. It, we- honestly, like after this first tour we did, um, our inbox was going nuts. Be we like, come to my city, come to my city.
0: Yes.
1: And we always just say, give us a recommendation. Yeah. We'll try and make it happen. Some some cities where we have a following, we'll play a great music venue. Other cities, we're playing a brewery. You know, it's just like... Okay. You gotta start oh, okay. Yeah, honestly, if we can make it work, we, we find a way to make it work. And you just got to throw your ego out the door and be like, I've never played in this city. I'm not yeah. expecting to sell tickets. So I'll you start know. a brewery which has a couple hundred people come through it throughout the night. I like
3: that. I like yeah. that. Because there's a lot of people that um, and, and and a lot of people may not be able to cash in that financial like uh, profit from maybe playing in that town right away. But oh, yeah. it, it helps their career long, like in the long run, because, I mean, the more you put your stuff out there and then, and, 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 and of course, you make it. There's a lot of people that can't travel due to having an autistic child that um, mm-hmm. has certain sensory restrictions. Like my daughter, she has sensory integration disorder it is so mm. hard to maintain a comfortable environment for her yeah. you know it mm. is and so uh, you know when we think of parents wanting to see these shows but can't travel so far like when you come to a place like like central illinois you know and there's a lot of need you know, a lot of uh, autism support demand here like that is just amazing that you you know to be that that you're that flexible to do that so i really admire that as well like
1: absolutely you know if we can make it work with the routing and scheduling we'll, we'll definitely try and make it work
3: cool things yes i'm excited to definitely to know how that goes inside. yeah and sometimes
1: what we do is um if we get into a some some music venues if we don't, if we've never played the city and we don't have a presence, but they like us, it's Mm -hmm. called developing an artist. So they're like, we'll develop you in our city. We'll Mm -hmm. put you on a bill with like two or three local acts. So Mm -hmm. we'll get you in front of a crowd. So like, you know, somewhere like the castle, you just reach out to them and they say, Hey, we like you. Can we put a show together with locals?
0: And kind Ooh. of work like that. yeah okay I didn't know that was a thing so good to know yes. yeah, yeah
3: we and don't then- know a lot about like the um development of the music industry and like getting people out there but we just mm-hmm. we we like the end product like yeah. what we hear
0: so
1: yeah <laughs> so I, you- know. right. I just like going yeah. content great <laughs> right
0: <laughs> yes if you get anybody and you're like hey we you know this these weird chicks in this podcast that like to interview people throw them out you've got my contact info
1: oh yeah sure absolutely um if we do end up contacting those castle people they get back to us um oh cool my t-shirts are are already cool um I'll, i'll reach out to you guys and if they're open to like developing like a local act for and a benefit like you know we could use some help finding some talent i'll ask you guys
3: oh yeah absolutely and i was just gonna say oh real quick like how can um we get like i wanted to get a awesome a rock autism shirt and so yes. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do i go about purchasing that
1: yeah so they're on my website or rock autism's website which is maxmiscato.com or rockautism.org mm-hmm. or if you want our specific signature shirts we actually have those in stock um you donate uh, on the rock autism page and we send you the actual like authentic one it's uh, they're made by the company New Era, which is the big hat company of like NBA, NFL, um, NHL. I'm actually friends with the CEO, he's right here in Buffalo, which is why they sponsored us. Oh, um, yeah. so they're like incredible material. Um, actually, we have you know what? No, nah, I'll, I'll send you a picture. We just got our new uh, Rock Autism New Era hats. Awesome.
3: Cool awesome yes I'll I would, have to order some merch. yes because I would love an autograph hat
1: from you guys oh absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah I'll send you guys a link that's thank you so much so what is your favorite color oh um I don't know if this classifies as a color but I like um all right I love the galaxy um oh, so yeah. like I, I like scope like going through pictures of just like blue and red and yellow and gold like all mixed in together together so i kind of like a multi color palette type of thing if it's done with the right shade and graded but uh i'm i'm more partial to purple and blue
0: cool okay i was gonna say you just throw just say galaxy is the color i feel like anymore yeah there you go
1: galaxy. Yes. i love galaxy yes
0: yeah.
3: oh that's awesome yep Awesome. So, not, you know, it, it, I like that because you don't. Know, you're using people like red, green, yeah. He's like, I like the galaxy.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you know? yeah. We should trademark that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm in agreement. <laughs> awesome. Well, we've been talking to Max. We've got some great information from him. I learned a lot from him. I will have all his links that I have. Um, I have one of the things scrolling along the bottom, but the links to everything will be in this description. So definitely check him out. And we will see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.